0: All right, welcome to the Prepare to Win podcast. Uh, we're going to go over basically everything that we're going to be doing uh, throughout this podcast, ideas and topics we're going to be getting into. We're going to introduce myself and Dane and go over a little bit of our background. Um, first of all, if you are going to be listening to this podcast, please subscribe to it. Share it with your friends. Um, if you're going to leave us you know, reviews, please leave good reviews you're going to leave a bad review, just don't leave a review. Uh, First of all, we'll introduce Dane, and I'll allow him to give some background of how he got into the fitness industry and uh, where he's progressed to from there. So, Dane, how did you get into the fitness industry?
1: (laughs) Um, Mine was mostly through the military. Like I ran track and cross country in high school, but I wasn't didn't stick with it too much. When I went to college, I ended up joining the military, and there was a guy I met there uh, named Greg Bunce, who would take me over to the weight room and teach me some stuff, and became interested in that through him, really. So when I came back, stuck with it a lot more when I went back to college, ended up changing my major to exercise science. Um, figured out want to work with athletes, got a job doing that, learned quite a bit um, through that coaching. Um, through military, I met another friend who did gymnastics, started doing gymnastics, uh, and focusing on that for several years afterward. Uh, from there, realized I wanted to do something that was more than training to help out with you know, preventing injury and taking care of the athletes, um, as opposed to strength training, and that kind of led me towards the massage therapy route.
0: But... Would you say that the military kind of pushed you deeper into fitness? Oh, yeah. Uh, made you more kind of aware of everything? And in coming out of the military where you're – most people like, you know, again, myself will get into that. Mm-hmm. Like when I came out of the military, my goals and what I felt like I could reach for were exponentially higher than mm-hmm. before I went in. That that confidence that I could get anything done mm-hmm. went, you know, through the roof. You, you feel the same? Yeah. I mean even as a simple example, they
1: have – the physical fitness test. Like you have an opportunity like every couple of weeks to go see if you've gotten better. And I mean, it's like three things that you go do. It's like the push-up sit-ups and the two-mile run. But you could go train with your buddies and if you got better, you had a chance like, look, I just dropped my two-mile time or I got better score on the push-ups and sit-ups. And so you had this immediate feedback on getting better. And that in itself was its own reward. But... You know, it was just another opportunity to build for, like, friendships and relationships and, like, mm-hmm. connecting with people when you were in the weight room um, and another sense of accomplishment. And then once you feel that and you, you know, like, for me, I didn't leave the military. as National Guard, so I came home. Um, but you go to college and it's like, well, can I recreate those things in some way? So, you know, you go to the rec center with your friends and... You try to find those same level of connections or that same kind of reward system, and it just carries over in different ways. But it, that's where it started. Yeah, was that yeah? You
0: know? A lot of a lot of good team building and things in there also. Um, so go on. You you got into um, gymnastics and then into the actual field that you're in now uh, yeah. post college, right? Post exercise mm-hmm. science. Because I worked, I started as a coach,
1: um, and we did mainly like, movement training. So, like, teaching sprinting and agility and uh, plyometrics for athletes, like, middle school, high school kids. So, I didn't know as much about, like, strength training as I've learned, like, from being here at around the mm-hmm. strength for the last couple of years. Um, but I knew enough to know that that wasn't my passion, like, working on, like, the movement and strength training. I wanted to help with the injury prevention and not, like, the physical therapy route necessarily, but... Uh, figuring out biomechanics. Like, if I can help someone move in a better way and know some of the underlying issues, um, can I help them to avoid injury in the first place but then translate that over into better performance? And it seemed like it was either chiropractic or massage Mm -hmm. were the two options that really did it. And I worked at a chiropractic office for years. And it just... As much as I love it, it wasn't what I wanted to do, so it just kind of shuttled me over into massage, and I've been doing that ever since. Yeah,
0: I, I think then that, that's a topic we'll get into later, is um, teaching people to move better is going to help with that fatigue management, too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't understand that. There's a huge
1: aspect when it comes to just moving efficiently that deals with recovery, and moving efficiently could be soft tissue issues it could be weakness issues it could be the mobility issues um, it could be just technical proficiency issues but if you can increase those has a huge impact on recovery and that's the kind of stuff i've been looking at the past couple of years
0: that's really fun for me i think it's really interesting and you're now going is are you finishing out your master's heading into a phd Mm -hmm. or
1: so master's finishes uh this spring and then um, I'll be declaring the PhD at Akron for integrated bioscience by December.
0: Yeah. So it's yeah. it's again that continuing education post military. Yeah. You know, I, I think that for a lot of people kind of sets set your mind to a different place to what you're actually able to achieve. Mm-hmm. So uh, just taking that step is kind of something big. So yeah, we'll get into um, more of those topics later, but. Wow. For me, I, you know, I was always an athlete since I was little, so, uh, since pretty much I could walk. Um, played three sports pretty much my entire life. Uh, dropped out of, you know, basketball in high school because I fouled too much and I was too <laughs> aggressive. So, you know, I stuck it out uh, playing football, baseball, and then, um, you know, when I got out of high school, I went to college. Uh, I was kind of on that path of like, didn't really know which direction I wanted to head. Mm-hmm. you know so I ended up joining the military about a year and a half out of high school and that was kind of where a lot changed for me um, there was a short period through there where I didn't work out for probably about eight months and again I've been an athlete my whole life so I felt like shit mm-hmm. uh, going into the military I knew what I wanted to do and that was be a part of a special warfare group that's called SWCC. Uh they're the special boat drivers for, and they're placed on SEAL teams so I knew going in because I'd been getting trained by a former EOD guy. I knew that my swimming wasn't good enough. I wasn't quite in that top level of shape that you need to be to even enter in, mm-hmm. um, to that physical fitness test. Um, it is, you know, a 500 yard combat side, so uh, it's combat side stroke swim, um, that you have to hit a certain time on there. And it's not entirely easy to do if you've never done that movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pushups, situps, I, I forget the markers in there, but it's, competitively you need to be doing at least 80 push-ups in two minutes you need to be pushing um, above 80 and sit-ups in two minutes as well Uh, now those aren't the minimums but if they want you to have competitive scores get in Um, i forget the exact pull-ups i think it was 11 dead hang pull-ups you hang from the bar um, and you have to pull up chin above the bar and all the way down full extension uh, to failure you know, so you have to. I think the minimum is like 11 or something like that. Then you turn around, you do a mile and a half run, um, and I believe that run time has to be boots camis in under. I think it was 9:30 or 10 minutes, somewhere in there. Okay. I'd I'd have to go back and look. But anyway, regard disregard that. I was just not in good enough shape for that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny because when I was in boot camp, um, I can remember they said they asked like, you know, who all one is planning to go, you know, special warfare. Seals or swick and you know, we all raised our hand. There was about a hundred of us that raised our hand. Well, they took us over to this little side area, and they had a SEAL Master Chief there, which is an E9. All right, so this is probably been a SEAL for 20 years, you know, in there. Just beat the shit out of us for, <laughs> for 45 minutes. Um, it was pull ups, get in the pool, tread water, tread water with the brick, swim back, get out, plank. You know your push-ups, sit-ups, side planks, um, you know flutter kicks. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah. love them, flutter kicks. Right? <laughs> Fucking hate them. But anyway, uh, back in the pool, you know tread water again for 45 minutes. it just kept going on. So um, <clears throat> at the end of that, two of us stood, and they finally said it was just one word: recover. And we stood up, and they said, "You two show up on Monday to take your official test." sure let's do it right i'm ready to go (laughs) now if i you know if if things would have changed i ended up going there and i actually failed my swim Uh, again knew i wasn't good enough swim shape yet with that combat side stroke to get into that um so i ended up failing my swim you know finished out the rest of the test and um, that was the other thing you don't just fail to swim and walk away you know i grunted out the rest of the test Mm -hmm. and um, that showed me right there okay you just need to get in better shape yeah So anyway, from there, I trained for another um, year and a half to be able to go and take my test, which we'll get into details of that later. But that is like when I really started becoming more and more interested in fitness and studying it. And back then, there wasn't a lot of um, places to find information. I mean, you you had your bodybuilding.com things. You had your... You still had research articles, but they were kind of outdated, you know, what, there just wasn't a ton yeah. of information out there. Um, but, you know, I used what I could. Um, and at that point, when I was 20 years old, I started actually helping, you know, I, in the command, I was known as kind of more one of the fit people or whatever. Yeah. So started helping buddies that wanted to train for various things. We'd hit the weight room. They Maybe they wanted to get bigger or whatever. Yeah. Um, had buddies that wanted to get in better shape. So, hey, okay, we're going to the beach. We're running. We're swimming. We're doing all that stuff. Um, So that's kind of where I started to find my passion for helping work with people and train people. Now, I did it for free. I didn't charge them or anything. I just said, hey, come work out with me. Um, From there, you know, about a year later, I actually started studying for my NSCA test. Uh, Studied for that, got out of the military, went back to school for exercise science, ended up taking my NSCA test, you know, got through that. Um, From there is just kind of how everything progressed you know, went straight into the industry. I started training people at, um, in parks and in their gym and just basically traveled around wherever you were. Mm -hmm. Um, or you would come to my house, you know, we would do some things or whatever. that's when I actually started charging people to train them. Mind you, that's about three years into helping people that I actually started to to charge people. A little bit different Uh, from the mindset now. Exactly. We'll talk about that later. So, (laughs) um, from there, uh, I actually did get a job it was at a snap fitness and it was kind of like the you know it's, it's commercial for sure uh, a little bit different spin on it we did have some athletes in there um, college and high school athletes we did have some people that wanted to do shows in there um, you know, so it was kind of that mix of like the the older crowd who just wanted to be in better shape. Yeah, it was a whole mix of people. So I took advantage of that, and I I worked with a wide range of Gen Pop people, basically. Plus, I had some athletes here. Plus, I had some people that wanted to compete in uh, shows and stuff. So, from there, uh, progressed through, and I ended up being the fitness director of. Uh, he owned two gyms. I ended up being the fitness director of both of them. So I got to see that side of it. Start to learn. How the business really operates. Started to see the numbers. Started to see okay how much his rent was, how much his utilities were, and that's when I started to learn the business side of it. Uh, long story short, with that one, kind of you know he didn't give me what I wanted, you know pay wise, and I, I just decided to go my own way. Um, and we'll get into more of the the gym opening and how that all started. Uh, but opened a gym, went my own way, and now we are five and a half years into that. So. Um, you know, I've been owning a gym for five and a half years. I've been training people for about 11 years, and mm-hmm. um, everything just kind of, kind of keeps growing. So, But, again, back to I feel maybe I would be here if I'd never went in the military, but the military is what really kind of set in, one, mindset, and, two, the drive to just be more successful. So,
1: I don't think there's been a single thing that I've done that in some way, shape, or form I can relate back to a lesson that came out of being in the military yep and and
0: even if it was a bad or a hard lesson Mm -hmm. you know is um you know military is one of those things where sometimes you don't have the best bosses you don't have the um the the proper leadership right um and i still can you know sit here and say the names of two guys that told me i would never be shit never be anything Mm -hmm. and had one guy, you know, tell me he was an upper, higher level guy. Master Chief told me, "Oh, uh, a trainer with I, I tore my ACL. He's like a trainer with a bum ACL, bum knee. I wouldn't let you train me." All right, well, uh, <laughs> how, you know, how'd that work out? So, um, you know, it's kind of funny that even those hard lessons that were learned, or those people that tell you, "Oh, you're not going to make it. You're not going to be shit," and it wasn't out of trying to push you further. It was literally they just didn't like you for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, I use that as fuel. You back me in a corner. I'm just going to do better. So, yeah. But yeah, a lot of those lessons of just you know the long work days. People, you're you're kind of isolated sometimes too. There there is nothing to do but work and work out. Mm-hmm. So, you you definitely learn how to put in long hours, long days, and still get your fitness and still get your nutrition in. So,
1: one of the best ones that came out of it, and just going off like a small tangent from it had a drill sergeant just tell me, he's like, you got three things you have to do, that's it. You show up at the right place, at the right time, in the right uniform. You're gold. you're golden, that's all you gotta do. And like, you carry that over, it's such a simple thing. But it's like, like, that is your professional life. Like, where do you need to be? How do you need to present yourself when you're there? And like, what do you need to do when you get there? And unfortunately, that's not the mindset with a lot of current professionals Mm -hmm. um there's a not to go off
0: too much on it but like there's a sense of entitlement without showing up and without putting in the work right yeah without doing the time and you know everyone thinks that within you know a year and and we've seen it in here where you know people think they're entitled to some sort of pay or in some sort of uh, clientele within Mm -hmm. a year when they're not doing anything to better themselves so i would push clients your way why would we pay you more when you're not producing for the facility so so here's a,
1: another easy example um because i remember you talking about it at one point but it wasn't bragging in any way it was just like you told a story where you talked about painting the first gym mm. and like the number of hours it took to paint that gym yeah just were, to paint it just to paint it not like moving equipment and not yep. getting things set up yep. just painting the thing and then the hours that i put in painting like the front lobby hmm. and coach Dan Bell here from River City weightlifting, he was helping me out. And he said at one point, he's like, all right, I need to be done. I have to get home. He wanted to, he had to get home to his wife. Um, and I kept going. He's like, well, how long are you going to go? And he completely understood this cause you know, he military background as well. And I was like, well, till we're done, Til we're done. Yeah. like yep. you go until the job is done. Yeah. Not when you feel like quitting. Exactly. Like if you have other responsibilities, absolutely. But there was never a point where I like made some grand proclamation. It was like, look how hard I'm working and I'm painting yeah. all of this. I didn't take pictures and put yeah. it out there and be like, I just spent the last twelve hours painting today. It's like, yeah. no, you do it
0: because that's what you need to I do. I remember when I got done, I, I walked in and I was, did they paint? Like, <laughs> you know, I. But you didn't come up and say, hey, look what look what I did. Um, You know, and expect like, hey, I put in these hours. Uh, What are you going to do for me now? And and things you you did it because you you wholeheartedly want to see the facility progress, and you want to be part of the team as as a kind of a team player. Right. Um, So yeah, um, those those are some of the things you know on this podcast that we're going to be getting into Uh, business mindset. um, You know, as you kind of heard us kind of go off a little bit there. Um, We'll be going over like how to plan and how to prepare to win. Again, that is the name of the podcast. So um, from everyday life to business to fitness, um, we're going to get into powerlifting. You know, we'll get into nutrition, um, aspects of bodybuilding. But this this podcast is going to encompass everything from uh, like I said, life, business, fitness, and anything we come up with in between that because yeah. we we do like to go off on our rants. So um, like I said, like it, subscribe it, share it, do all the social media things for us. Um, and if you got questions, we will be doing Q&As on some of these podcasts that we will post on social media and ask about. Um, but that is all for today, and we will be getting into our first topic in the next episode. Have a good one. You're going to be able to find us on Spotify and iTunes. Um, You can follow us, the gyms at unrivaled strength on Instagram. Uh, My personal handle is J underscore O-L-Y one five. And then Dane, what do you got?
1: Uh, Instagram is at elite underscore recovery underscore LMT. And I'm also on Facebook. If you want to shoot me an email, it is elite recovery massage at gmail.com.